0: Chapter 14 of Jacob Faithful by Captain Marriott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Noel Badrian. Chapter 14 Cold Water and Repentance. The two Toms almost moral, and myself full of wise reflections. The chapter, being full of grave sores, is luckily very short, and though a very sensible one. I would not advise it to be skipped about half past eight the next morning i was called up by tom to assist in getting the lighter under way when i came on deck i found old tom as fresh as if he had not drunk a drop the night before very busily stumping about the windlass with which we hove up first the anchor and then the mast well jacob my boy had sleep enough not too much i dare say but about like last night don't come often jacob only once in a way now and then i do believe it's good for my health it's a great comfort to me my lad to have you on board with me because as you never drinks i may now indulge a little oftener as for tom can't trust him too much like his father had nobody to trust to for the lookout except the dog tommy till you came with us i can trust tommy as far as keeping off the river sharks he'll never let them take a rope yarn off the deck night or day but a dog's but a dog after all now we're brought to so clap on my boy and let's heave up with the will how's the old gentleman father said tom as we paused a moment from our labor at the windlass oh he's got a good deal more to sleep off yet there he lies flat on his back blowing as hard as a grampus better leave him as long as we can we'll rouse him as soon as we turn the Greenwich reach tom didn't you think his nose loomed devilish large yesterday never seen such a devil of a cutwater in my life father well then you'll see a larger when he gets up for it swelled bigger than the brandy-bottle heave and haul now bring to the fall and up with the mast boys while i goes aft and takes the helm old tom went aft during the night the wind had veered to the north and the frost had set in sharp the rime covered the deck of the barge and here and there floating ice was to be seen coming down with the tide the banks of the river and the fields adjacent were white with hoar-frost, and would have presented but a cheerless aspect had not the sun shone out clear and bright. Tom went aft to light the fire, while I coiled away and made all snug forward. Old Tom, as usual, carolled forth. Oh, for a soft and gentle wind, I heard a fair one cry but give to me the roaring breeze and white waves beating high and white waves beating high my boys the good ship tight and free the world of waters is our own and merry men are we a nice morning this for cooling a hot head that's tommy you rascal you're like a court lady with her velvet gown covered all over with diamonds continued old tom looking at the newfoundland dog whose glossy black hair was besprinkled with little icicles which glittered in the sun you and jacob were the only sensible ones of the party last night for you both were sober so was i father i was as sober as a judge observed tom who was blowing up the fire may be tom as a judge after dinner but a judge on the bench be one thing and a judge over a bottle be another and not bad judges in that way either at all events if you weren't sewed up it wasn't your fault and i suppose replied tom it was only your misfortune that you were no i don't say that but still When i look at the dog who's but a beast by nature and thinks of myself who wasn't meant to be a beast why then i blushes that's all jacob look at father now does he blush cried tom i can't say that i perceive it replied i smiling well then if i don't it's the fault of my having no legs i'm sure when they were knocked off i lost half the blood in my body And that's the reason i suppose at all events i meant to blush so we'll take the will for the deed but do you mean to keep sober in future father said tom never do you mind that mind your own business mr tom at all events i shan't get tipsy till next time and that's all i can say with safety cos d'ye see i knows my failings jacob did you ever see that old gentleman sail too close to the wind before i never did i do not think that he was ever tipsy before last night then i pities him his headache and his repentance moreover there be his nose and the swallow-tail of his coat to make him unhappy we shall be down abreast of the hospital in half an hour suppose you go and give him a shake jacob not you tom i won't trust you you'll be doing him a mischief you haven't got no fellow feeling not even for dumb brutes i'll thank you not to take away my character that way father replied tom didn't i put you to bed last night when you were speechless suppose you did what then why then i had a feeling for a dumb brute i only say that father for the joke of it you know continued tom going up to his father and patting his rough cheek i know that my boy you never were unkind that's certain. but you must have your joke merry thoughts are linked with laughter why should we bury them sighs and tears may come hereafter no need to hurry them they who through a spying-glass view the minutes as they pass make the sun a gloomy mass the fault's their own tom in the meantime i was vainly attempting to rouse the domine after many fruitless attempts i put a large quantity of snuff on his upper lip and then blew it up his nose but merciful powers what a nose it had become larger than the largest pear that i ever saw in my life the whole weight of old tom had fallen on it and instead of being crushed by the blow it appears as if on the contrary it had swelled up indignant at the injury and affront which it had received the skin was as tight as the parchment of a drum shining as if it had been oiled while the colour was a bright purple verily it was the domine's nose in a rage the snuff had the effect of partially awakening him from his lethargy six o'clock did you say mrs Bately? are the boys washed and in the schoolroom i will rise speedily yet i am overcome with much heaviness delapsus somnus ab and the domine snored again i renewed my attempts and gradually succeeded the domine opened his eyes stared at the deck and carlines above him then at the cupboard by his side lastly he looked at and recognized me eh you jacob where am i and what is that which presses upon my brain what is it so loadeth my cerebellum even as if it were lead my memory where is it let me recall my scattered senses here the domine was silent for some time ah me yea and verily i do recollect with pain of head and more pain of heart that which i would fain forget which is that i did forget myself and indeed have forgotten all that passed the latter portion of the night friend dokes hath proved no friend but hath led me into the wrong path and as for the potation called grog eh you jacob how have i fallen fallen in my own opinion fallen in thine how can i look thee in the face o jacob what must thou think of him who hath hitherto been thy preceptor and thy guide here the dominie fell back on the pillow and turned away his head it is not your fault sir replied i to comfort him you were not aware of what you were drinking you did not know that the liquor was so strong old tom deceived you nay jacob i cannot lay that flattering unction to my wounded heart i ought to have known nay now i recall to mind that thou wouldst have warned me even to the pulling off of the tail of my coat yet i heeded thee not and i am humbled even i the master over seventy boys nay sir it was not i who pulled off the tail of your coat it was the dog jacob I have heard of the wonderful sagacity of the canine species, yet could not I ever have believed that a dumb brute would have perceived my folly and warned me from intoxication. Mirabile dictu. Tell me, Jacob, thou who hast profited by these lessons which thy master could give, although he could not follow up his precept by example, tell me what did take place let me know the full extent of my backsliding you fell asleep sir and we put you to bed who did me that office jacob young tom and i sir as for old tom he was not in a state to help anybody i am humbled jacob nonsense old gentleman why make a fuss about nothing said old tom who overhearing our conversation came into the cabin you had a drop too much that's all and what of that it's a poor heart that never rejoices rouse a bit wash your face with cold thames water and in half an hour you'll be as fresh as a daisy my head acheth exclaimed the domine even as if there were a ball of lead rolling from one temple to the other but my punishment is just that is the punishment of making too free with the bottle for certain but if it is an offence then it carries its own punishment and that's quite sufficient every man knows that when the hearts o'er light at night that the heads o'er heavy in the morning i have known and proved it a thousand times well what then i puts the good against the bad and i takes my punishment like a man friend Dooks, for so i will still call thee thou lookest not at the offence in a moral point of vision what's moral replied old tom i would point out that intoxication is sinful intoxication sinful i suppose that means that it's a sin to get drunk now master it's my opinion that as god almighty hath given us good liquor it was for no other purpose than to drink it And therefore it would be ungrateful to him and a sin not to get drunk that is with discretion how canst thou reconcile getting drunk with discretion good ducks i mean master when there's work to be done the work should be done but when there's plenty of time and everything is safe and all ready for a start the next morning i can see no possible objection to a jollification come master rouse out the lighter's abreast of the hospital almost by this time and we must put you on shore the dominie whose clothes were all on turned out of his bed-place and went with us on deck young tom who was at the helm as soon as we made our appearance wished him a good morning very respectfully indeed i always observed that tom with all his impudence and waggery had a great deal of consideration and kindness he had overheard the domine's conversation with me and would not further wound his feelings with a jest old tom resumed his place at the helm while his son prepared the breakfast and i drew a bucket of water for the dominie to wash his face and hands of his nose not a word was said and the dominie made no remarks to me on the subject although i am persuaded it must have been very painful from the comfort he appeared to derive in bathing it with the freezing water a bowl of tea was a great solace to him and he had hardly finished it when the lighter was abreast the hospital stairs tom jumped into the boat and hauled it alongside i took the other oar and the dominie shaking hands with old tom said thou didst mean kindly and therefore i wish thee a kind farewell good ducks. god be with you master replied old tom shall we call for you as we come back nay nay replied the domine the travelling by land is more expensive but less dangerous i thank thee for thy songs and for all thy kindness good ducks." are my paraphernalia in the boat jacob i replied in the affirmative THE domine STEPPED IN, AND WE PULLED HIM ON SHORE. HE LANDED, TOOK HIS BUNDLE AND UMBRELLA UNDER HIS ARM, SHOOK HANDS WITH TOM, AND THEN WITH ME, WITHOUT SPEAKING, AND I PERCEIVED THE TEARS START IN HIS EYES AS HE TURNED AND WALKED AWAY. WELL, NOW, SAID TOM, LOOKING AFTER THE Dominie, I WISH I HAD BEEN DRUNK INSTEAD OF HE. HE DOES SO TAKE IT TO HEART, POOR OLD gentleman." He has lost his self esteem, Tom, replied I. It should be a warning to you. Come, get your oar to pass. Well, some people be fashioned one way, and some another. I've been tipsy more than once, and I never lost anything but my reason, and that came back as soon as the grog left my head. I can't understand that fretting about having a glass too much. I only frets when I can't get enough well of all the noses i ever saw his beat them by chalks i did so want to laugh at it but i knew it would pain him it was very kind of you tom to hold your tongue and i thank you very much and yet that old dad of mine swears i've got no fellow-feeling which i consider a very undutiful thing for him to say what's the reason jacob that sons be always cleverer than their fathers i didn't know that was the case tom but it is so now if it wasn't in the olden time the proverb says young people think old people to be fools but old people know young people to be fools we must alter that for i says old people think young people to be fools but young people knows old people to be fools have it your own way tom that will do road of all we tossed in our oars made the boat fast and gained the deck where old tom still remained at the helm well said he jacob i never thought i should be glad to see the old gentleman clear of the lighter but i was devilish glad He was like a load on my conscience this morning he was trusted to my charge by mr drummond and i had no right to persuade him to make a fool of himself but however what's done can't be helped as you say sometimes and it's no use crying still it was a pity for he be for all the world like a child there's a fancy kind of lass in that wherry crossing our bows. look at the streamers from a tot gallant come o'er the sea maiden to me mine through sunshine storm and snows seasons may roll but the true soul burns the same wherever it goes then come o'er the sea maiden with me see you hanged first you underpinned old hulk replied the female in the boat, which was then close under our bows. Well, that be civil for certain, said old Tom, laughing End of CHAPTER fourteen